Welcome to the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the Octave of Easter 2021. Happy Easter, Your Excellency. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to everyone who is listening. Um, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And uh, we have an octave of Easter, so this uh, Easter continues on through this week. It does, and that's an important thing to notice. We have like we have a couple of phases of, of Easter. We have the Easter Triduum, which concludes on Easter Sunday. Um, that's like the real high point. Then we have this octave of Easter, and then we have the 50 days of Easter. Uh, so it's sort of like circles, but this octave... We treat every day of this Easter week as if it were um, an Easter Sunday. So when you go to Mass, we're still singing the glory or saying the Gloria. Um, it, it, the readings, uh, the Gospel readings for this week, every day, are one of the accounts of the appearances of the risen Lord. Um, so each day during this octave is... Um, is a, a little Easter, and if, if I could just take a, a moment, if you, if you couldn't get to Mass on Easter, and you were being careful because of the distancing in the crowds, if you were to go, you, you could go to church one day this week, one of the weekday Masses, it would be a much smaller crowd, you'd probably feel a little bit safer, and the church is beautifully decorated, and as I said, we're celebrating Easter anew each day, it's like another Easter. And during the course of time, if there's ever a saint day, that always gets pushed to the side, because right now the primary thing is the celebration of Easter. We celebrate today. Um, uh, today is called Easter Tuesday or Easter Wednesday. You know, each each day is called not um, not just, you know, Monday in Easter time or Tuesday in Easter time, but it's, it's still Easter. And we started last week in preparing for Easter with Holy Week. And when we last spoke, you were preparing for Chrism Mass in a day of reflection with our priest, coming off of the first ever in the Diocese of Columbus, Reconciliation Monday. Wow, what a beautiful experience. First of all, it was great to be together with our priest again. We did have a day of prayer, and not everybody could come to the day of prayer earlier in the year. Um, we had one back in the fall. Um, but where we spread out, and we did that both in person and remote. Um, and we did the same thing this time, but uh, we made the Chrism Mass Day a day of prayer for the priest, because as you know, we renew our promises. It's, uh, we're anticipating Holy Thursday, the institution of the Eucharist, and the institution of the priesthood. Um, and the Chrism Mass is all centered in on the sacramental ministry, and, um, and at that Mass, um, this year I spoke largely about the promises that we made on the day of our ordination, and um, and and so uh, and we remembered the joy, if you will, of of, of making those promises on that day. Um, so yeah, uh, it was good for us priests to be together. And yes, we talked about the um, uh, we had a chance to to talk about the experience of um, reconciliation Monday. Boy, were the priests um, really. Um, so happy uh, that that just turned out to be uh, a great experience for all of us. We, it, it turned out that um, many many people um, came for reconciliation on Reconciliation Monday, and then through the week. And um, and it, it, you know, for us as priests, 
this is who we are and what we're about. And, um, and so for us, uh, while it was, I think, an act of generosity and love on the part of the priest, it was also a very rewarding moment for all of us because, um, um, because we, we connected with God's great mercy. It was a, it's a gift to be able to extend that, and, um, and it was an honor and a blessing for us to be able to celebrate that with God's people. I saw a few uh, pictures on Facebook on the Diocese of Columbus um, social media sites of the priest completely excited to be with each other, smiles and everything else. That's what, what it was, yeah. What, was, what, what did you experience during that time that, together? You know, that's exactly what it was just so uh, moving for us to be together, to be together. Um, and, um, and especially in the context of... Uh, of, of our celebration of the priesthood, I, I was so so moved uh, just to be together with everybody, and we had, you know, a good cross section of uh, of the priests. I mean, some of our senior priests were able to be there. Um, our younger priests were there. Everybody in between. Um, priests came great distances to be together, um, and uh, and and in a sense, it was even though we had some opportunities and get groups of priests together. This was our first time being all together. And um, that, that was great. Um, and, you know, the other thing is, it was, we didn't have as many of our regular uh, people, you know, faithful. We did have some faithful there. And I understand that we, we, we had to be, we, we couldn't advertise it widely. We weren't trying to exclude anybody, but neither could we advertise it widely. Um, and thanks to St. Gabriel Radio, um, in the live stream for being available to people. That was beautiful. And then you entered into the Easter Tritium Thursday and Friday, and then even Saturday. I, I know that you were busy all the, all three days. We right. Well, it's a different kind of busy. Mm-hmm. Um, focusing in on the death and resurrection of the Lord, um, walking with Jesus in um, in that that time of. Uh, uh, that real time of uh, sorrow through, through Calvary, but then through joy as we uh, celebrated his resurrection, you know, keeping vigil with him on Holy Thursday and the night before he died, and then keeping vigil, watching for his resurrection on Saturday night, and then joyfully proclaiming he's risen. In mm. the, uh, the second reading uh, from the book of Corinthians, uh, you do not know that a little yeast leavens all the dough. Isn't that interesting? I, you know, the uh, Church gives us a choice on Easter Sunday. Um, there are two readings, one, op- one for the second reading, two choices. One is this, the one you just cited from Corinthians about the leaven, and the other is um, from Colossians, and you know, that our lives are now, you have risen with Christ and your life is hidden with God in Christ. But... I almost always choose the other, and I, you know, I think eleven. What does that have to do with the resurrection? But basically, you know, leaven has everything to do with Passover, right? We talk about the feast of the unleavened bread and how the Jewish people had to uh, bake the bread without leaven because it was they were in a hurry, and so Passover always um, includes unleavened bread, matzah, <laughs> and and what Saint Paul was doing because he was a very observant, pious. A Jewish man, um, he was connecting Easter to Passover, but 
what he one of the Passover customs is you had to clean the house out to make sure there was no leaven lying around because even if just a little bit got into the dough, it corrupted the rest of the unleavened bread, and so boom, it would rise. Uh, and you know, I, I remember seeing comedies growing up, you know, where somebody puts too much into the dough, and all of a sudden, you know, the bread <laughs> is coming out of the oven. <laughs> that kind of thing, but but you get that sense. So even a little bit of the old, everything starts new on Passover. You get rid of the old. Well, that's what St. Paul is telling the early Christians, and that's what he's telling us. It's not about leaven for bread, but the old, the leaven, if you will, of malice and deceit, mm-hmm. of bitterness. And, it, you know, as we celebrate Easter, we realize Jesus can get through anything. Risen from the dead, he can break through anything. He has power over it. Everything. His power, he has, he has um, conquered death, he's conquered sin, he's conquered every kind of weakness, he's conquered every kind of um, evil. The one thing that he did, though, is he, le- he has not removed human freedom. And so what he's saying is, so St. Paul is saying, get rid of the bitterness so that you can welcome Christ. Get rid of the you know, even even taking a little bit of bitterness into the Easter celebration um, will hinder you from experiencing the grace of Jesus Christ. And 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 it's not just a command; it's actually. And Paul's saying this: Jesus wants to help us do that. So through His resurrection, He's asking us to let Jesus, let Jesus remove whatever weighs us down. You know, there's a lot of bitterness in the world today. There's a lot of evil and malice, but this all we, we hear everybody talks about this. There's a lot of rancor, political rancor, a lot of division, um, and it's all out there. And I, I wish I could change the world. I can't. But what I can do is get rid of the bitterness in my own heart. And and St. Paul's making the point: some of that's valid. There are people who have hurt us, or there there are things that trouble us. Um, a lot of a lot of bitterness. It's it's not that it's it's invalid. It's, it's people are hurt for very very good reasons, or angry for very very good reasons. But Jesus is saying, "Let me enter into that space." You know, that's what he did with his resurrection appearances. He found where. He met the disciples, um, his apostles, but disciples like Mary Magdalene um, and, and, and the other Mary, and he met them along the way, he, and the disciples on the road to Emmaus. He met them where they were. He met them in their tremendous sorrow and disappointment. And you know what? They had every reason to be upset. But he didn't say, "Don't you, you're wrong to feel this way. What he did say is, I'm here with you. He said, Shalom, right? Peace. Mm-hmm. Shalom, peace, my very good friends. If um, if our listeners feeling like they, like the, the apostles, were locked in a room in grief and fear, what would you recommend they do during this Easter week? Well, I'm going to say this for everybody. Certainly if you're feeling that you're locked in a room, whether it be a room of your own making or a room of of, of sorrow for things that have either happened to you or around you, um, I would encourage people 
to read this week the resurrection appearances of Jesus in each of the Gospels. And then you can go to the last chapters of each Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just say, okay, start there at the resurrection. Or um, the Church does a good job of uh, giving us those readings in the daily readings. So maybe just focus on the daily reading. You know, go onto one of the websites, like the USCCB website that has the daily readings, and read the Gospel for each day. And let the risen Lord speak to you. And and they, that's that's the key. Is you, you you spoke about the disciples. That one of the great images. We'll have it on Sunday, when we 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 celebrate Easter again on Sunday. The disciples were locked in the room out of fear, but it was more than fear. It, it was it was a legitimate fear because what happened to Jesus could happen to them, but it was also out of you know a, a locked kind of grave disappointment. Um, remember Peter's last words in front of Jesus were, I do not know the man. So you can imagine what must have been going through their hearts. And Jesus finds a way to get through the locked doors, he gets through the walls, whatever it is, he, he finds a way to get through the, the, the obstacles. But it's the same with their hearts. He finds a way to get through. And that's what he wants to do with me, that's what he wants to do with you today. And during this time of Easter, um, not to diminish what the troubles are, but to understand them. You know, one of the readings uh, in, that we had during the week um, beforehand, uh, we led it to the Hebrews. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us, but one who became like us with in every way but sin. So he he, he can do, do more than sympathize with us. But he wants to show us that there's more, that the cross isn't the final answer. The cross is very real. The cross is very real, but it's not the final answer. And the final answer is his resurrection, and he can get through anything. And if he can get through those doors, he can get through my hardened heart or my mental blocks. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Certainly, certainly, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Queen of heaven, rejoice, alleluia, for the Son whom we were privileged to bear, alleluia, has risen as he said, alleluia. Rejoice and be glad, alleluia, for the Lord is truly risen, alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. And may Almighty God bless you and all your family, all your loved ones these days will be in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us, Bishop Brennan, for your weekly faith dialogue on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio during this octave week of Easter. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.